So hello, dear community. My name is Nicole Dunn, and I am part of the Be Here Now Sangha in the Open Way Mindfulness Center here in Missoula, Montana. And I'm feeling called to offer a short talk in the wake of our country's current healthscape. It is with uh, great sadness that I report that our, uh, our local mindfulness center and our local two sanghas open way and be here now have decided to go on hiatus starting today. And I'm feeling a great loss in the wake of that decision, which I think is a, an important decision to make for the, for the well-being of our community and our, our greater communities. But it was also very a very challenging decision to come to, knowing how much support Sangha offers and coming together as a Sangha uh, contributes to our well-being, to my well-being, and to others that come to the Open Way Mindfulness Center. So I'd like to start off um, by sharing a, one of my favorite poems by Mary Oliver, uh, which I reckon is always a, <laughs> a, a top-notch idea for starting off a talk. <laughs> um, last winter, so the winter of uh, 2018, 2019, um, I had as my morning reading companion Mary Oliver's book Devotions which is a collection of selected poems from a number of her published books and it's a, a rather thick book um, around 400 pages and um, I read a little bit every day through the winter and it was just such a great winter companion so I'm going to read uh, a poem from from that book it's a poem called, Why I Wake Early. Hello, sun in my face. Hello, you who make the morning and spread it over the fields and into the faces of the tulips and the nodding morning glories and into the windows of even the miserable and the crotchety. Best preacher that ever was, dear star, that just happens to be where you are in the universe, to keep us from ever darkness, to ease us with warm touching, to hold us in the great hands of light. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Watch now how I start the day in happiness, in kindness. Again, that was a poem by Mary Oliver. Today I am angled personally in the direction of taking refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha within myself. 
And so I thought it might be helpful to share a little bit about that practice. Especially as uh, our sanghas will not be meeting in person uh, for an undeterminate amount of time. But when I pause and I come back to my breathing and I look deeply, I see clearly that the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha are very much alive within me. Within each of us exists these three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And so now, amid this uh, time of challenge, of uncertainty, now is not the time to uh, throw our practice out the window, mm, which can be a common thing for us to do during times of upset or challenge or stress. We can stop investing in uh, certain things uh, that we know are beneficial for us. Mm. So I want to encourage us to not underestimate the power and the importance of our practice and to uh, reflect in such a way that we are able to penetrate into the heart of the three jewels that exist within us. Every moment we have available the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Those are within us, not outside of us. Hmm. And when we get in touch with these three jewels within ourselves, when we take refuge in our own practice, hmm, we are able to touch the wonders of life that are available to us right here and right now, wherever we are. The miracle of life is surrounding us every moment. And this is uh, good news, yeah? <laughs> this is very good news. The practice is available to us in every moment. We need only to uh, make some space to put a little bit of effort into connecting with it. So please do not abandon your practice. Please keep on sitting, walking in mindfulness, breathing in mindfulness, taking moments throughout our day to connect deeply with our in-breath and our out-breath, bridging our mind and body together, coming back home to ourselves in the here and now. These are the foundational elements of our practice, regardless of what is uh, going on around us, we can take refuge in our breathing, take refuge in our slow, mindful steps. We can take refuge in our sitting practice. And we take refuge in the Sangha within us. It is always with us. And I see very clearly that my... Uh, my Sangha friends are very much with me in my uh, heart pocket, as I like to call it, and that I too am in the heart pocket 
of my Sangha friends. We are not separate. Yeah. Even though we may be uh, not physically together, we are very much interconnected. Mm. Breathing in, I know that I am breathing in. And breathing out, I know that I am breathing out. This is not a trite or trivial practice. Mindful breathing is the foundation of our practice. So I encourage us all to stay steady with our breathing, with coming back home to ourselves, and not to abandon our practice right now. Mm. It's uh, common to think that uh, once things settle down, once things are less stressful, once we have more time in the future, we will return to our practice of mindful breathing, of sitting meditation, of walking meditation. But unfortunately, this is not often the case, and we don't ever have time to come back to it. So I encourage us to really look deeply into our view of the practice if we find ourselves thinking that it's not very important, or we don't have time, or that we will have time in the future. I wrote this um, poem-y <laughs> writing this morning, <laughs> poem-ish. <laughs> I'm going to share it with, with you now. What if this were the day, today's day, that we've been waiting for? What if it were today that we stopped waiting and began showing up as is without expectations or footnotes dictating our chosen shoulds and should nots? What if every word and deed and interaction we've ever had has led us to this moment, this here and now, what if this were it? And not in some doom and gloom sort of way, but in the very best sense of what we have to offer 
as in, yes, this is it. May we all uh, keep fresh in mind that our practice is available to us in every moment, that we have a choice of where to devote our attention, our time, our energy. We have a choice as to what seeds to water. And we know that when seeds are watered, they grow stronger. When we don't water certain seeds, they don't have a chance to manifest or they have less of a chance to manifest. And so when we water the seed of mindfulness within us, when we water the seed of joy, of ease, of solidity, of relationship building with our friends and family, these seeds grow stronger every time we turn our attention to watering them. And if we don't water these seeds, then they will not have a chance to grow stronger and to flourish. And likewise, if we water the seeds of fear, of worry, of distress, of overthinking, then these seeds will grow stronger too. So as mindfulness practitioners, may we all pay close attention to what seeds we're watering right now, right here and right now today. Because as I often uh, like to say, <laughs> There is no such thing as an insignificant moment. Meaning, there's no such thing as a moment so small that it doesn't create an impact. So every time we water the seed of mindfulness, every time we water the seed of joy, of gratitude, of harmony, of uh, self-care every single time it matters it matters every single time which is great news <laughs> hmm. please know that the uh, sangha body is within you is within all of us we are all in this together. And I wish us all happy practicing <laughs> to practice with joy, to enjoy our practice. Yeah. It's important. Joy is important. Joy is not uh, trivial. It's not like extra. 
Uh, it's actually a very large component in our uh, well-being, in our ability to stay uh, balanced and well-grounded amid an ever-changing world. So please invest in your practice of joy. <laughs> and uh, I and know that I'm practicing with you. We're practicing together. Yeah. Um, I'd like to close uh, with another poem. So as I mentioned, I read Mary Oliver's large book <laughs> of collected poems, Devotions, last winter. This current winter, 2019-2020 uh, winter, I have been reading another large collection of poems, this time from a poet named David White, and the book is called River Flow. Uh, it's another large anthology of around 400 pages, and it's uh, also proving to just be a wonderful companion to my uh, winter morning readings. So I'm going to share a poem here in closing uh, by David White called At Home. At home amidst the bees wandering the garden in the summer light, the sky a broad roof for the house of contentment where I wish to live forever in the eternity of my own fleeting and momentary happiness. I walk toward the kitchen door as if walking toward the door of a recognized heaven and see the simplicity of shelves and the blue dishes and the vaporing steam rising from the kettle that called me in. Not just this aromatic cup from which to drink, but the flavor of a life made whole and lovely through the imagination seeking its way. Not just this house around me, but the arms of a fierce and healing world. Not just this line I write, but the innocence of an earned forgiveness, flowing again through hands made new with writing. And a man with no company but his house, his garden, and his own well-peopled solitude, entering the silences and chambers of the heart to start again.